Good evening, Novos. How are we mm. all doing? Ah, yummy. Even all. How are you, mate? Hello. Alright, yeah, good. Good. I say, that's a lovely background you've got there. Thank you very much. I uh, yes, I picked up the uh, the flag from yourself finally because I, I actually got to see you. And I know, which exactly. is I know. Yes, which it's we, very, uh, very long overdue that was. We will cover in a little while, but um, yeah. So hopefully we'll get these. I know you've got one as well, so hopefully we'll get these out at events uh, when just, we're there. We'll just whip them out as soon as we get there. Yeah, just, in... whip, just whip it out. No worries. It give, it, give it a good old wave Andrew, around. Thanks for joining. Everyone's attention. <laughs> Even Andy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, all Why good, not? mate. All good. It's all great. Hello, oh, Les. Sexy boys. Les. Yes, mate. Danny. Danny. Yes, mate. It ain't easy being cheesy. <laughs> Danny, literally. So, Did, um... I'm sorry, but I'll just quickly. Have I, have I missed a cheese-related joke here? Yes, you I, have. There was a, lot, there was a lot of cheese-orientated gaff going yeah. on. So, um... Evening, Danny. Oh, yeah. What's happening there? Yeah. <laughs> So obviously we got to uh, we got to go out for Legion's battle sim on Saturday, which was it was good. It was good. I really enjoyed it. It was good to get out with the guys. Maybe it wasn't the best gameplay from ourselves, which we'll cover in a little bit. Um, but it was a good event, and uh, mm. obviously a couple of guys from Reaper One, so Danny and Fresh Meat Wayne uh, joined <laughs> us. So uh, we got to hang out with them as well. And, Fresh uh, Meat and Danny, Nuggets. Obviously, you're running around, you get hot, and Danny at one point was like, "Oh yeah." Oh, Smelled a bit cheesy, <laughs> so then oh. that just kicked off an entire an entire barrage of cheese-related puns. Um, Lovely. To the, point of, to the point of I'm now going to call Danny fondue. So, uh... <laughs> so, so is it was there a particular part of Danny which was um, uh, emanating a cheese whiff, or was it no, just Dan in just, general? I think, it was just, I think it was just the plate carrier. Danny, Barney's ah. chip in if you want me to like <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was a like a scratch of the crotch and then, oh no 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 this was nothing this was nothing that untoward right um, okay that's right Danny Danny's given us three smiley faces so, so I'm guessing fine. that means Hi, whatever Terry. we've just said is absolutely true then yeah no worries at all <laughs> <laughs> hi Harry hi fresh meat hi Sherwood Sherwood by the way loving the photo on Instagram good shout mate oh yeah I'm loving that cumberbund as well the Crydex one that was wicked. I did ask a question, actually, uh, Sherwood. I did ask a question on that, mate. If those um, M4 mag pouches are integrated into the cumberbund, or whether you've added them on after, because it looked proper slick, I didn't read. it? it really, really nice. So hold on, yeah, I didn't get a chance to check back if you got back to me or not, mate. So if you could shed some light. James. Evening, Nick. Evening, Ray. Hello, mate. Yeah. All good. All good. All good. Ah, James. I need to send Ray a picture of some information. After the episode, if you if you could remind me, please. I will remind you to send pictures to Rage of your information. I'll go. Show has just replied to you on the uh, on the old Insta. Oh, lovely. Oh, yes, Nick. So uh, I've now got the uh, the Nofo flag off of Lance. So uh, this will be appearing at some events um, that we go to from now on to try and help people find us. Really, um, absolutely. Mike's me there, giving it a good old wave about. Because yeah. you know you, you turn up to all these events, you dress in camouflage and the like, and you kind of just blend in, don't you? So. <laughs> A lovely flag. Or as my son would say when he was three years old, a slag. Because he couldn't pronounce his F. So I remember a story. Well, Windsor I mean, it's, once. A, it's appropriate even still. So. It is, yes. Well, it was at Windsor Castle. And I remember my son saying, oh, daddy, look at all the slags on top of the castle. And I was like, mmm. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> oh, right. So I have lost the show, Doc. Literally having Pictures. just started. Ah, oh, airsoft news and purchases. So, um... It was my oh, birthday. yes, come on, birthday boy. Yes, it was my birthday on Friday. Um, 
So I've only really got two airsoft related things. The rest of it was all, uh, thank you. The rest of it was uh, actually, weirdly enough, um, it was all kind of electrics related. So I've got a soldering iron and some other bits and pieces like that. Um, just because I'm, I'm planning to make like an airsoft bomb. So um, having had the chat with Harry, uh, Harry Badger. Oh, here we go. I'll take it you didn't get new internet for your birthday. Fuck no, um, we are in talks with Virgin at the moment about trialing uh, a better a better internet package. Um, oh, so good. I'm glad you got the big crossed. knobs around the table. You've got to yank the iron out of the fire. Well, it says I don't want to commit to paying an absolute fortune if it's not going to improve it. I don't I don't really know what the problem is that's causing it. Um, no, so <coughs> when we had Harry on the on the show, uh, we were obviously talking about making things and the like, and I kind of got all inspired to make an actual case-like device that you have to diffuse. So rather mm. than have um, uh, these situations where you, you have to kind of go and hold an area for an hour to defuse the bomb, I actually want to have something that you have to physically unscrew panels and cut wires and kind of follow like a little manual so that your IED role or like bomb defuser role actually has... There's a bit more, more guts to, to it, it sort of thing. Yeah. That sounds um, wicked. And then the other part of it as well is that you could theoretically build or go and find components to make your bomb. So you have to go and like... I, I don't know. I've got all sorts of weird and wonderful ideas. So I've now got a soldering iron. So that's that's the start. Um, so yeah, well, there we go. Oh, there we go. Harry's. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tap Harry up because I need to, I need like help on how to do electrics. It's and, quite a and... dangerous combination you two getting together regarding this. <laughs> I'm quite concerned if I'm honest. No, it should be good. It should be good. Um, right. Anyway, yeah. So uh, the two two things I did get for my birthday uh, was a Stanley uh, 35 fluid ounce uh, trigger thermos. Which awesome I bit of kit. I haven't yet used it. Um, to be honest with you, I haven't had a chance to. Uh, but it apparently holds uh, hot drinks for five hours. Yeah. Which should be lovely. Yeah, if not so, longer, the main, I think. The main thing is you can't spill it. I'm not going to do that too much on the webcam because I will get pictures taken of me. Um, you will be memed to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I got was the uh, Brandit Teddy Bear Fleece um, in Woodland DPM. And I'm absolutely loving this. Um, I wore it out to the uh, the event on Saturday, just in the morning when it was a bit nippy. Oh, it's very lovely and warm. Um, it, uh, it, but, uh, yeah, I must admit, it's very jealous of that. That's a, that's a yeah. nice little bit of kit, that is. So, um, yeah, that was off military first, I think, if anyone's interested. Very so. nice too. Very nice too. And what's that called? Yeah. A teddy bear hoodie, is it? Or a teddy bear jacket? Yeah, it's a, um, I will find the link while we're talking, um, Yeah. if anyone's interested. But, yeah, I, I can recommend it. it I'm always a little bit unsure about buying clothing um, from stores online, just merely because of the faff. Like you can return them and stuff, but it's just the faff of not really yeah. knowing what you're buying. Um, but I highly recommend that as like a nice deep pile fleece um, with Ooh. the intention that when we're sort of uh, on stag or you know back at the fob and you just want something just warm to just chuck on, mm. that's my plan, basically. So nice. It's not space efficient in any way. Um, you know, it is a big warm fleece. Um, but when you're cold, it should be good. So lovely. Well, if you just go, I won't bother getting one. I'll just come to you for cuddles. Yeah, just cuddle me. I mean, it feels nice as well. So yeah, yeah. lovely. Maybe well, cuddles or the fleece. Than that, <laughs> Please don't make that noise again. Please stop. <laughs> oh. Right. So let's um, let's roll on to um, our event on Saturday. Do you want to give a bit of a, a lowdown as to where and what? Yeah, so we went uh, finally got back to Longmore UTC with um, with the wonderful Legion Airsoft with Big Mike. Um, so that was nice to get back there again. It was nice for the team to link up. I think there was nine of us all got together. Couldn't quite believe it. There was actually nine of us managed to get out, and we hadn't been together for such a long time. I mean, we've done 
you know, three or two or three of us have done an event there, one or two there. You you guys were at AI five hundred, and it's, it was nice to just get sort of like a big bulk of us back together again. Um, bit rusty, if we were, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is unfortunate. But it, it, did it spoil anything for me? No, not at all. Still had a great day. Still good. Ooh. Things took things away for things to work on and that. But anyhow. Digressing. Um, well, so, yeah. Let's cover the scenario. I, I do want to kind of dive into that a little bit more because I think it'd be yeah. useful. Useful because when, when basically when when Lance and I sort of leave events, we always. I mean, I do this with other people as well, but it's always nice to have like a bit of a debrief in terms of what what could we have improved, what we'd made it better, how could you know, how could we have not been as shit, maybe. Um, yeah, so we'll yeah. Cover that in like a second because yeah. that's that's a useful thing I find. Um, mm, but do you want to talk Same more about the um, the event itself and what we were doing? So yeah, so obviously we were task force. Um, uh, obviously arrived at the event, um, all booked in, blah 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 blah. Brief safety briefings and that, all very good. Um, then we on, on foot patrolled out to our sort of starting area within the game zone. There was a few buildings and a few areas which were out of bounds, like as, as in you can't go in them. But then, to be fair, the buildings that were out of bounds, we've never been in them anyhow to sort of fight and things like that. They've always been sort of like they're your billet huts or anything like that. So that wasn't really a great big issue. Um, got took down to our starting point. Um, there was one slight mix-up with comms regarding where we could and couldn't fire, um, but we can obviously we can cover that in a little bit. And then from there, it was a quick brief um, regarding sort of the scenario um, to get boots out on the ground. Um, our first tasking was to take and secure uh, two uh, numbered buildings, of which were buildings eleven and twelve, um, which was going to be our hard fob uh, for regen purposes. Getting your kit, so you can drop your patrol packs there and sort of push out from there. Um, secured them relatively quickly, um, instantly came under fire, literally as soon as we got to the second floor, or the first floor, should I say, we had rounds coming in, managed to get a section into the next building adjacent um, and, and start returning fire from there. But we were sort of quickly overwhelmed. Uh, I'm not sure where the rest of NATO went. <laughs> we were there, but I don't know where anybody else went. Because um, yeah. I think we had one other section that came to that point with us. So it was sort of like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, that, that, to we me, were I a bit thin the on the ground at that point. Yeah, that was kind of the first learning point was the fact that our entire team, and I, I don't mean like the, the Punishers and Reaper or anything like that, but the the Tan team as a whole, so the Tenth Legion, was very fragmented from the start. So there was lots mm. of like little pockets of people going off, and you know, ultimately you're there to go and do whatever you like. You don't have to play in a certain way, but ultimately they were they were just going and finding their own little taskings and little things to do on their own. Um, not necessarily following the objective of what we were aiming to do. Um, yeah, it almost sort of went sort of like guerrilla warfare, just little little skirmish, little firefights or skirmish, literally essentially going off and making trouble. Um, mm. And it was sort of a bit vague in regard to the actual tasking that we were doing. It was like, we've got to take this, we've got to hold this, secure it, get our OC in there, get him set up, and then push out from there. But then you're sort of unable to do that because you're having to stay back and cover the OC, cover the hard region, you can't then push out. There's only so many guys you can sort of afford to lose from a section to sort of push out and do something else. And by the time we were at a point in a position where we could push out, you know, uh, barbarians were just like rocket fuel, just just straight on us, straight away. It's just like, well, fucking hell, how are we going to get out of this? You know. Mm. And I, I felt from there, it was a it was a lot of to and fro in regards to building eleven and twelve, that right hand building, the buildings that flank the railway track. Um, it seemed to be a lot of controlled fire from that point onwards. There, just sort of to and fro in, um, just to keep just to keep our regen going, basically. But, um, I mean, on the whole, it was good. it was good. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. It was lovely to get back to the site, you know, it, and to be able to get a couple of patrols in round through the wood block, come up past the sand fob, 
and obviously see what they've done. I mean, the, the, the work they've done there has been uh, is has been mm. fantastic. You know, they've reply lined a lot of the internal walls of the buildings now, so much safer, much more secure, more comfortable. <laughs> you're not going to so fall do, through the floor. That you're not going to fall through the floor. <laughs> the ceiling ain't going to come down on you now anytime soon. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> and if you did have to get your head down in there for a couple of hours, it, I'm guessing it's going to be a little bit warmer. Obviously, they're still whacking great big windowless windows there um, and doorways and stuff, but you know. It's essentially it's a bit warmer. It's it, mm. it's not damp old wood and stuff like that. So yeah, that, that's that's all been taken care of well and done done really nicely. Only thing I was a bit down about was the sand fob. Like once you get into that compound, it's you're a fishbowl. There, there's yeah. no there's no cover. There's there's I'm one building in there. I was surprised by that actually because I'm not sure what that's been set up for or to replicate. Yeah, I, I'm it, I'm sort of struggling with that. To me, needs more things in it. I would have unless thought. there's still unless there's still ongoing works to be done there because I mean the sangers looked a bit. You know they could do with a little bit of work on them. I think mm. the, the four sangers that were in there, and obviously the main building itself was locked up. So you literally, once you're inside that main sand fob, you just in a box. The town, you're, you're in a box. So mm. it's just choo, 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 choo. boom, 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 boom. Yeah, we're all dead. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what about what are your thoughts then, Mike? Regards no, the, I really uh, enjoyed it. I mean, pre-lunchtime sort of thing. Yeah, for me, it was just nice to get out and go and see the site. Um, it's been a while since obviously we've been there. Uh, hands down, Longmore is probably my favourite place, um, bar Wright Village, um, which I've only been to once. And then I don't think they were able to hold events there again. Um, you know, it was fundamentally, I think it was more of a skirmish. Or I think the 10th Legion treated it as more of a skirmish day. Um, you know, sort of when, when you and hit you know out and you're walking back to the safe zone and you see like the, the barbarian team, the green team for all intensive purposes, Um moving as like little squads into buildings and properly kind of pushing forward and holding us back. You know, it was, it was, it was hard to watch because it was like, oh, I really want to be playing like that, but we're constantly trying to hold our building. It's like, come on, do you want to push forward? And I'm just being told by our own team, no, nah, we're going to push off over this way and go and outflank the safe zone and stuff. It's like, well, why are you doing that? Like, mm, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one. It was tough. And it was good to see. Cause obviously, you know, sometimes, you know, the, like, Op for the barbarians, you know, they, they get put on as like, like cannon fodder and things like that. And it's like not at all. I mean, it was it was one of the probably not, not the first events, obviously, because we've played against some some solid op four before um, on other events. They've been absolutely outstanding, but this one was just like you know, I mean, big Paul. He was OC for the barbarians, so whether that it's had any influence on it, it certainly. Oh, that, that like was it to why me. you know that was the it had to be really you know organization <laughs> of it, and you know, but I spoke to him afterwards and. um Sort of went through a few bits of what he'd done and that, and I was just like, mate, it's perfect what you told me there because it was just, he was nervous the first time doing it, uh, like running a like, like a big team sort of thing, like the whole lot four side. Mm -hmm. So he was nervous for that, but you know the outcome paid dividend, didn't it? Really, to see yeah. to, to see what they what they'd done and what they achieved was really good, you know, fantastic really when you look at it. But I mean, from our like you say, from our point of view, it was like a um, bit bit skirmishy from a NATO's point of view. The event, no, but from a NATO's, from what I saw. It, it felt yeah. a bit skirmishy to us, do you know what I mean? Which was yeah. unfortunate, but we made our own fun as a team, do you know what I mean? Mm. Which, which which was cool. But um, and then on another point, ROC was was he last sort of last minute? Did he? I remember he said I something think he at was the very last minute. I can't remember the guy's name. He's a lovely guy, and I really felt yeah. quite sorry for him because he said oh, this has sort of been dropped to me because the guy who was supposed to do it was ill or couldn't attend for whatever reason. I'm not sure. So that was all very last minute for him getting a brief and understanding what was. To be achieved and things and bits and bobs like that. So, yeah, I think there was a bit of lack of communication from a NATO point of view. Uh, comms wise, there was a massive lack of communication from zero to out to the sections. 
because I think there was us, I had comms with ROC, and I think I heard maybe one or two other call signs called in a couple of times, but that was it then for the day. There was hardly any other comms that I heard, apart from our inter-team comms, which is mm. all we had. So, yeah, tough one, but good event, and the weather was good as well, as always, Andy. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, it was a nice day. Um, it was good to get out and kind of, say, blow the cobwebs away. Um, Fresh Meat makes a good point, so um, he was obviously rolling with us as well, and there was a lot of pyro being thrown. And I, I like pyro, haven't got a problem with that, but it felt like um, it was almost becoming a pyro-heavy game mm-hmm. um, in so much that... I mean, yeah, okay, you need you need pyro for clearing buildings. We discussed this last week. You know, the best way to clear buildings is is with bangs. That's um, it, yeah, just, just, just posting a grenade through a window or whatnot, yeah. Because you, you take out an entire room all at the same time. However... Mm. When you're up against a, a, an enemy that just seems to constantly lob tags at you, it's almost—I don't know—it's—it's it's hard because I don't want to—I don't want to sound like I'm trying to rule tags out of the game, but no, I, no, no, I get what you're saying because like, I don't. I, so I, I think like they're you brilliant. Need a limited think, amount. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I think um, I think it comes down to—I mean, well, we had a situation where we was in the sand fob and we had a lot—I mean, a lot of crow scarers coming over the waters. I mean, to the point of like, yeah, all right, the first three pretty much done us all but then it was the other four or five or six that come in afterwards i mean and that that goes back to i can't remember what episode we covered in now where it's the whole rule rule set for mill sim events or battle sim events where you should be you're allocated an, an amount of pyro you can carry i mean if you, you're trying to recreate a real situation a, a, a guy out on the ground real still if you like is not going to be cutting about with two dozen grenades in his backpack or do you know what i mean he's going to have two or three on his rig at, at most you know, I'd say maybe one or two frags and a smoke, or two smags, two smokes and one frag, perhaps. You know, I think that needs to be relayed to events like this because, you know, tag launchers, mortar, mortar crews. You know, there should be a. I mean, obviously, I've got a bandolier of fourteen mortar rounds. It can hold fourteen mortar rounds, but I only ever put sort of like five or six in it because I don't want to take them all out with me in one go because I'll be I'll be tempted to use them all too quickly. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, they could get damaged. You know, I'd sooner have this stuff, like, take five or six with me in the bandolier, nice and secure. If I use them up, yep, there's a chance I can get back, get some more or whatever. But I think out on the ground, I think there needs to be a, a limit to how much a, a person can physically carry to sort of keep it in realism, if you like what I mean. Do, do you know what I mean? Because it can come to a point where crow scarers are that Crow scarers are the size of my thumb. So, I mean, I could put in a dump pouch 50 or 60 of them. And you could just sit there, just chucking them over all day long, and you know, that's what it felt like we encountered a little bit throughout the day, with regards to that sort of thing going on. When I had two smokes, and I had three, I had two smokes, and I had three uh, of the uh, TLFSX uh, Mark V flashbangs. So, that, and that's all I that's all I took out. I mean, that's, to be fair, that's all I had to use for the day was my two smokes and three bangs, plus half a dozen mortars. And that was me. That was my pyro use for the day. I've still got my two crates now of bits and bobs in for this coming weekend. So, yeah, but I think there does need to be a limit on what people can carry as an individual. You know, if you're a mortar team, then, yeah, maybe sort of like half a dozen mortar rounds, perhaps. Again, thinking yeah, about I mean, the sizing. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, I, I would say allocate, if, you, if you've got a mortar unit or whatever like that, so sort of three people, for example, each of them are allocated sort of like four or five, and then it makes the whole, you're a team, you're sticking with that mortar. more practical um yeah you know it, it just makes it it just seems more logical really whereas if you've literally got you know 
one person running around with like you know 50 60 it's just ridiculous um i mean i don't i don't know how many tags were actually used i'm obviously just speaking from the experience of constantly being blown up by tag rounds for the weekend um I mean, Nick makes a good point there. Three pyro per person should be enough. If you have, if you have, say, eight in a section, it equates to twenty-four uh, bits of pyro, if you like. Whether that's a combination of smokes, uh, Mark Fives, and, and tags, or, or or Mark Nines, or whatever they would be. But yeah, I certainly think there needs to be um, a bit more brought in on regards to not so much the use of pyro, but the the amount of pyro you can carry. Now, whether people choose to adhere to those rules um, and how that would be policed, I don't know. You probably can't be, but you know. It's again. It's it's a big game of honesty, isn't it? You know, mm. if you're gonna if you're gonna cut about, so well, I'm taking ten mark fives out of me when the rules clearly say you can take three. So, you know, it 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 depends if people listen to it or not. I don't know. Yeah. I'd like to think from a Milsim point of view they would do because you know for that event. Well, it's I mean, the same with ammo, day, isn't to, it? Yeah, exactly that. Exactly. You that. know, I mean, people are restricted to to limited ammunition on a lot of these mm. events. Um, so. Yeah, uh, Nick asked, how did the mortars go? So I didn't actually use mine in the end. I, I kind of, I took it out with us on the basis that it might be useful. Um, but because to me, we were just constantly fighting buildings, effectively, the mortars are almost useless. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I dropped don't know a how few. you found yours, because you were dropping a few. Yeah, I dropped three or four um, from the rear of our building when we were trying to push to the Afghan compound um, up over trees. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't get a spotter up far enough to see if they were falling correctly or not. So I just sort of did a three or four sort of arc to my front from sort of like 11 to 1 and just sort of looked, did a field that way. But they were getting great range, um, you know, no failures or anything like that. So, uh, you know, again, mortar rounds I picked up, um, the, like the TLS FX ones, pretty much the only ones you can get. Um, and they were fantastic, really, really good. Uh, I used it there, and then I used it when we were in the sand fob. I put a couple of rounds back over past the down helicopter because we had some Op 4 coming in from the tree line there. Um, again, we're behind a 14-foot block wall, so I can't see the fall of the rounds. Um, and we were taking a lot of fire then, so I couldn't get a guy up in the Sanger to look for me because he would have had his head popped. <laughs> so it was just like, yeah, they were there when we came in about 10 seconds ago, so boop, boop, we did that. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. For, it's good fun. It's good fun. And, you know, Is it accurate as a tag launcher? No, of course it's not. You know, it's going yeah. straight up in the air. You know, the wind gets hold of it. You know, a crow could potentially grab that, it on the way through and fly off of it. You don't, you don't know anything yeah. can happen with it. You say that though. It's, I mean, it's an example, area of effect weapon, isn't it? It, it, yeah. it will land in a general area of where you sort of want it to go. It will go. That's that's. I mean, that's that's what the mortars are for. They're effectively indirect fire. Um, exactly. But that, I mean, yeah. if you were attacking, if you were attacking the patrol base, um, you know, because it is a big empty box. If you can lob a few of those in, the old the old sand um, style fought for that yeah. um worked really well because you know you, you've got pyro coming in you've got people having to sort of keep their heads up not a swivel, yeah. to make sure you mm. don't get caught out by them mm. um mm. but when you're attacking buildings mortars have no effect on a building because mm. obviously they would do in a real life situation but with within airsoft it would just land on the roof go bang and then that's it you know mm. it depends no, i mean obviously um, i was using a mortar mortar tube as a mortar tube you know what i mean there's there's the the other one which is shoulder mounted which i'm guessing you could probably get some more accuracy on it perhaps Ah uh, um, no, that was banned at this event. It was all all the um, TLSFX mortars and all the all of that were all forty five degrees mounted on the floor. Oh really? Yep. Oh okay. Yeah, so there was, a, there was a separate briefing for that at the beginning. Ah oh, right, yeah, because I, I remember they said anyone with mortars come and see us, and I went to see and he said obviously yeah, it's a forty five degree blah blah blah. But I didn't know that there was a blanket ban on the older. Yeah, yeah, it was all, it was all ground based basically. So. Oh okay, fair enough, cool. Yeah, yeah, nice. I mean the other thing as well is a lot of the objectives from what I saw, were all very much building-based as well. I mean, there was the one, there was probably two that I knew of, which was very early on, capture the Afghan compound, 
uh, which, like I said, barbarians were like rockets. <laughs> they were there already coming back on us through the railway line so that that didn't happen and then obviously the battery pack from the helicopter to recover that later on during the day towards the end of the day um but a lot of the other stuff from what i could gather unless, unless the intel wasn't getting fed to us um was all very much building based i mean at one point it was moved from where we were to building one and then it was no move back and then it was sort of moved somewhere else and it was just sort of like hmm okay but um yeah. I mean, it was great. Do you know what the best thing for me was like, out of the day was uh, just getting into just start smashing through buildings again. That was really cool. Really enjoyed that. Like I said, a bit rusty, but um, it was just great fun to see. And, and a lot of, few of our, like Marcus hadn't been to the site before. Um, did we have any other guys that hadn't been to Longmore before? Was it just Marcus? I think Wayne's been there uh, before. Not sure. I'm not sure about Phil Very and um, Daniel and Reese. I'm not sure if they've been there before or not. But it was especially seeing Marcus's face. He was like, this site is epic i was like yeah everyone's the same i, I believe it was most um paul was telling me it was mr marden's first uh, uh first visit to uh longmore as well so that's good and he, uh, he's got yeah. big things to say about it which was cool they've so, done uh, a good little debrief it. as well on instagram if anyone's interested oh um, yes can you so. can you watch that back because i missed it last night i didn't get a notification i believe I so I, watch I was it. watching it yesterday so uh, i wasn't that... on it live unfortunately but yeah uh, well, in fact, okay. Mike, Mike's just jumped on the chat, actually. He said, um, shoulder-mounted mortars were in use on Task Force Urban Reaper. Uh, was putting his to good use. So, fair enough. Oh, I, okay. I was under the impression that they were all um, ground ground fed, but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I misheard. Yeah, I'd say I didn't hear him say you couldn't use them. I mean, you know, I've always... Well, our, our mortars are set up to be fired from the ground anyhow. Yeah, so, but, um, yeah. Oh, good, Mike. Mike, is your debrief on your... Instagram TV, you can watch it back after. I'll have to check that out. Cause I want, I'll, that I'll was where I watched it. All oh, right, I'll have to watch that then. I'll have to get a yeah, little yeah. watch or listen on the way to work later on. <laughs> yeah. All good stuff, yeah. So, genuinely, mate, what about your kit for the for the day? Yeah, so kit wise, it was fine. I, um, I pretty much ran the same thing I did for AI 500 because it was already packed um, in that I hadn't unpacked it from the previous event. Um, the only thing I would say that I would have changed up if I was to do it again, um, I was running the hard lid. Um, with the theory that we would be in buildings and obviously close proximity, but it ended up mm -hmm. being that we were fighting between buildings. Um, yep. So probably could have just got away with a boonie. Um, my iPro fogged up straight away. Um, I don't know. I need, to, I need to have another look at iPro again. This was the edge tactical eyewear. Um, had the head stuff on all that, but it's still sort of fogged up. Um, so, yeah, need oh. to look at that. Um, I was running my LMG. That was nice to get out and run around with that a little bit. Um, I forgot how heavy it was. Um, <laughs> so I won't lie, I got home and my arms were particularly aching. It's when you thank God for a windowsill, isn't it? You just go, yeah. oh. Well, this is the thing. So um, Marcus, actually, uh, the little flip-out bipods, you know, the, uh, the the foregrip where you then push the button and the two legs. Oh, yes, out. yes, yes. Marcus bung me one of those, and I was amazed. It was absolutely brilliant. I absolutely nailed it on that one. Gold so, quality. Um, yeah, I mean, the uh, the best bit, I would say, of my weekend or that event was the assault on the helicopter. Um, mm -hmm. So, obviously, we were sort of pushing forward as a section. Um, so, I was able to just keep sort of laying down, suppressing fire, sort of trying to get up and keeping up momentum. I know Mike from Legion was there at one point sort of coaching us a little bit like, guys, you've really got to keep pushing forward. Um, yeah. And that, for me, was probably our downside in that maybe we weren't coordinating as a team as much. You know, we should have been like fire, cover, just keep bounding forward. That's it, um, yeah, this is where I think the sort of the rustiness came in from it. Like I said, you know, it's been been fragmented doing different events for such a long time and then finally getting back to doing sort of like a blue four NATO 
you know, a bit, a bit more regimented sort of a role that you're going to be in. It's just sort of like, oh, blimey. I think everyone was just super excited as well to be back at back at Longworth yeah. and sort of like running around, like, ah, back here, back. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. And it was, it was good to see people I hadn't seen in a little while. Mm, definitely. Um, you know, it was, yeah. So, I mean, from, from, from an event point of view, I think it was perfectly successful. We didn't obviously do very well. Um, and I think there's some learning points to come out of that. Um, I think we're oh, trying to do a little bit of team training at some point because um, I definitely mm. think, you know, it was just, for me, it was that little moment of just seeing, um, I think it was about six of the green team literally just moving in relative formation, just literally, you know, I think there were some people covering the buildings and then they just peeled out of one of the buildings and dived into another one. It just, it was really slick. It worked really well. Yeah, it was good to um, see some really good movements. And, uh, anyway, so, and another thing, not that I, I'm not saying it, nothing happened like that at all, but... I heard hardly no bitching, hardly any complaining. Ah, from you weren't with the side. people I was with. Then. <laughs> oh right, okay. Oh, you've, you've so, got, are you going to burst my bubble now? Because I was literally no, about to say I it, think... I, it was really nice how everyone was just like getting on with it. You know, there was me and a guy. We literally ran a corner, shot each other. Like oh, both take that. You know, fist pump, red yeah, rag. See, I saw a wag. couple <laughs> little situations where um, uh, an escal a situation was escalated, which didn't need to be escalated. Um, yeah. You know, one of the green team came oh, sweeping. Good evening, sir. Um, one of the green team came sweeping through one of the buildings and took out me and then another couple of people. Um, one of those people that they they shot basically at point blank, then refused to be shot and shot back. And it was like this is just completely unnecessary. And then for some reason, two of our team started lobbing grenades into the room to try and kill the bad guys. And so, oh, it was just a bit of a nightmare. And it got right. a bit heated for no reason. Um, oh, and then I think towards the end of the day, I, I don't know what your exp impression of this was, but towards the end of the day, obviously, people were getting a bit fed up. Um, probably for losing, maybe. I, I don't know, on our team. Um, so sort of people seem to drift back to the... I will get that sorted out. People seem to drift back to the safe zone uh, quite quickly. Um so it was like our numbers were reducing and that was obviously making our taskings a little bit harder. Do you um, know what I found that as well? I mean, I went back to the safe zone once in the sort of midway through the morning, if you like, from when we started, sort of like midway through, a uh, quarter of the way through the day, if you like, um, to rebomb, uh, And then I came back out. But I was actually surprised at the amount of NATO that were actually at the main, uh, the mob, do you know what I yeah. mean? The main safe zone sort of thing. I mean, I must have counted sort of like 12 to 15 NATO guys up there. You know, that's that's like almost two potentially two sections that you're that you're missing off the field. Yeah. And I was in there for five minutes, bombing my mags up, come back out, they were still there, you know, there was no indication of them of sort of leaving the safe zone to come back into the game. So I've got back down to sort of like where you guys were and where I said you've got like fifteen guys up there, mate, with don't look like they're coming out of there anytime soon. So, you know, just be mindful that we are down a few guys and then I heard later on during the day, sort of like two Two o'clock, there was people in their cars queuing up to leave from NATO, and I was just sort of like, I don't understand that. I can't get the, I can't get it through my mind how you pay that money to attend a, attend an event at a, like a premier site. Do you know what I mean? A, you mm. know, one of the top sites in the country to to to, to be we're privileged also enough. With one of the well, best airsoft event companies as well. I mean, there, there's a few out there, but I would say Legion is in in most people's top three event yeah, companies. Absolutely, um, yeah, for sure, and, for sure. For the effort this, that, that Mike and his guys put into. Not yeah, I was going to say, all this moaning is not reflective of the actual event itself. It's more no, just how no, it's no, no, please, please don't um, take that the event was terrible or anything like that. This is purely from what, what we've seen from the Blue 4 perspective. 
you know, mm. which was a bit, although we enjoyed ourselves and we had a great day and it's great to be back in Longmore, great to be back at the event with Legion, you know, from from some of the characters that were on the Blue Four, you know, that they obviously didn't bring their A game that day. They were just, just, just turned up with, you know, not being into it almost. That's what, from what I could see, you know, and, yeah. and from having reports of people being in their cars at two o'clock in the afternoon waiting to leave. That's like, you know, that's, that's half a dozen, that's a dozen of, other people who wanted to attend who couldn't because it was bought up by tickets for these guys. Do you know what I mean? That's what that's what frustrates me. Do you know what I mean? The last minute mm. cancellations for like, oh, I can't be asked now. It's like, mate, that's, someone else could have taken that spot. Or like the no, the, the, the you know the, the poor attitude to, towards um, towards taking part in the event. You know, yeah. you get frustrated. Don't go home. You know, make it better. Do something to make it better. Yeah. Don't just think, oh, this is shit. I'm going to go home because that's a pathetic way to think about doing something. Do you know what I mean? It really mm. is poor. In my book, you know, you people have shit. I've had shit events before, but I've just gone home. I've gone like, right, let's, let's do something about it. Let's try and make it better. Yeah, it just you just make up a tasking. If you're not getting taskings at rubbish events, go and go and do something. Like, yeah, there's, there's always things you can so go... say something to someone that you know, not you know, the OC, the they're not mind readers. They don't know if you're not enjoying it, you need to tell someone. Yeah, and then they can do something to make it better. Do you know what I mean? If you if you just sulk and then go home or just sit in the safe zone, it's a waste of your money and it's a waste of a ticket that someone else could have really enjoyed. Yeah. So, yeah. But on the whole, yeah, I can't wait to get back there. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love the yeah. site. It's fantastic. And good. I can't wait, like I said, in a nutshell, we need to do some training as a team again because, like I said, we've been fragmented for the last year. Everyone has been. But um, it'd be nice to just get us out there doing a couple of bits and bobs, getting back into the flow of it and sort of knowing where we are and who's doing what and this, that and the other. So just something, I think that's some things to bear in mind. To take away. And it's good. It's good constructive criticism for, hmm. for us as a team, isn't it? So... Which is cool. Only good things. Only good things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sherwood says it goes back round to the mindset. It's all about, it's about the mindset. It's it. It's the mindset, mate. <laughs> I know there was, a, water bowls. <laughs> there was a question further up about have we got any other merch coming out? And I, I think we're going to have to get like a T-shirt that's all about the mindset or something like that. It's all about the mindset, and it, it's um, it's a water bottle, not a canteen. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I tell you what, Wayne at one point, fresh meat, said uh, he was saying, "Oh, Mike, I've got a spare canteen over if you need one." I was like. Yes, I, 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 I'm glad I didn't hear because I would have bitch slapped him. Because he should know better. <laughs> Jesus Christ, um, something's got to be done. <laughs> uh, Fresh beat said, "Loved it when we were getting tagged from the blue container." I just took off with Danny without any words to you guys. Sorry. Yeah, this is the thing. I mean, it was it was alright. It was a good event, but we we just it wasn't very well coordinated from our um like our approach to it. I would say. Mm, yeah, but, definitely. <laughs> silly gilly said uh i try not to uh point it out as the bring kind of brings the day down for everyone but bloody hell the amount of moaners i see at some of these events is unreal mm, um yeah and he said i've seen mike at lots of events now and he's always in a good mood be like mike <laughs> this is mike mike does a good mood be <laughs> yeah. like mike <laughs> yeah. so yeah cool, harry cool, cool. harry harry nailed it there stress up with toys no time for moaners just have fun and have a laugh absolutely so, that mike so. exact amondo but it is frustrating when you don't. When you do. When you don't win, I need. I, I will sort this out. I, I don't know why it's doing it. We're um, all winners, mate. At the end of 2022 the day, 2022 will be the year of good internet. I promise. Right. Uh, oh, there we go. Mike says, uh, "Practice, practice, practice." Paul and me doing our night walks every few weeks pays off. It's more than uh, just dogging, you know. <laughs> See, I don't believe that at all. Particularly <laughs> the last part. I said, "I think I call bollocks." <laughs> well especially if it's just two guys dogging that would be bollocks wouldn't it <laughs> <laughs> anyway 
Anyway, by the way, it was good to see Mike and Paul at the event as well. Um, Absolutely was. You know, sort of a cheeky little wave as I walked past dead. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that. Head rung low. Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Dimitri. Hope you're all right, mate. Um, right, okay. So, we were going to talk about tonight um, kit essentials. Yes. Um, so let's let's run through our little list of kit essentials that you need to do a milsim. So obviously, for those hardcore milsimers, you guys probably already have this all in the bag. Um, mm-hmm. but this is for those people that you know maybe, maybe you've not considered milsim yet. Um, after you know fifty episodes of us ranting on about how good it is, um, maybe maybe this will be the spur that you need to to go into it. So, uh, do you want to you want to kick it off with uh, our, our our little list of milsim essentials? Well, yeah, I mean, so in at number I mean, one. You know, number one. I mean, your bare minimum. I mean, and this is obviously we've got to exclude here. You've you've you're set up for a milsim, so you you're, well you're not set up for milsim. You're set up for a battle sim skirmish day, so you've got your plate carrier, you've got your fatigues. You know, we're not we're not going down them sorts of roads of like oh you need this plate carrier blah blah blah. No, you've got all that. This is the stuff that you need sort of out on the ground um, just to sort of get you by for the night as a, as a very bare sort of minimum. So I mean, the first thing that I'm going to sort of throw out there is going to be your shelter system. Now for me. It would be it would be the basher setup. If I had to choose one, and it had to be an essential bit of kit, it'd be the basher, jungle yep. knots, paracord. Uh, I'd allow the bivy poles with that, or your basher poles to go with that as a, as a sort of a combined sort of two items, if you like. But a, a shelter system, and if I had to choose one, it would be the basher all day long. But you, Mike? I would say exactly the same. It's the I would say probably the cheapest and simplest system that you can buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as a beginner, it's a really good basic point to start with. So, I mean, for, for a tent, for example, it obviously is added weight if you've got to pack that into a burger and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, a basher is, is as kind of bare bones as you're going to get. Um, and ultimately, you know, it. I would say it's quite difficult to set up a basher wrong. Um because if you do set it up wrong and there's a problem, you can fix it pretty sharpish. Um, a tent's obviously pretty simple to put up, but you don't always... Hit, you, most To me, most camping is only done on, like, grass. Um, whereas, like, if you're in a woodland or something like that, you know, tents don't really give you those opportunities. Um, mm. And, and again, like, like you said there, mate... It's that flexibility. It's exactly that, mate. So a basher system, where you say a tent is great, but that's all it is. It, all it can be is a tent, so there's no you can't manipulate that tent to do anything else. Whereas a basher, you can there's mass huge configurations to be able to make it into a tent. You know, like the little two man sort of like the lightweight uh, backpackers tents you can get almost like with the two, with the two points either side of the doorway. You can actually fold it and put that up into that sort of uh, arrangement. You know what I mean? With your cup, with your two basher poles and things like that. So you can string it like, on an A frame between two trees. You can cover your hammock. You can have it low profile A frame on the floor. You can have it angled up one side. So there's a lot more versatility to a big square sheet of waterproof material with eyelets and and uh, and webbing tabs all around it with some paracord than there is to just because that's what it is a tent in a bag is a tent once you put it up that's all you can do with it you can't do nothing else you know whereas the basher system uh, it, like you say it's a lot more versatile so for me that would be for if I had to choose a shelter system for milsimum which I I use it regularly anyhow it'll be a, a British Army basher or you know like a DD tarp three by three or you know whatever you want to go with but like a, a basher tarp system, that would be my yep. choice. Absolutely. Go on, mate, what's your number two? Or so your sleep next... system's got to be number two, doesn't it? It's got to be, it's got to be the sleeping bag. You mm. know, I mean, ultimately, you need you need a little bit of a ground um, thermal protection. So, you know, your roll mat or something like that. 
Um, but ultimately, you just need a sleeping bag to, that's warm and appropriate for the weather conditions that you're going to be in. Um, so, you know, there's no point going out and buying a proper bouncing bomb sleeping bag if you're going out on your first event in the middle of the summer. Um, but, yeah, so it's got to be appropriate. It's got to be, you know, suitable. Again, don't buy a lightweight one thinking you're going to be fine and then you're absolutely freezing because you just ruin your event. You know, you'll yeah. come away from it going, oh, that was really crap. I lost a limb because of frostbite, you know. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> you, need to have, you need to have an appropriate sleeping system because ultimately when you're asleep, you want to try and get the best quality sleep that you can. Yeah, for that, for those moments that you are, I'll finish my sentence, for those moments you are on downtime, you you want to be as comfortable as you possibly can, you know. Sometimes that can't happen, you know, but um, as, poss- as, as, as comfortable as you can be. So yeah, yeah. DOS bag, bivy bag, you know, all them lovely things that go with it. What about you? What about the actual base layer then, Mike? Sorry, just quickly, on, Rage makes a good point. He says, "You see, I would say get a small tent as you can get a basher wrong, especially if you haven't done any wild camping before." See, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, the only thing, the only thing I would say is that I'm I'm assuming that you're camping or you're going on an event with other people, so you know you've got an opportunity that you can talk and share skill sets. Um, mm, and mm. just I would say that just going back to that flexibility, I think the basher gives more flexibility. Um, I see your point, though, and I would still recommend that anyone tests their stuff before. Like, never go to an event with brand new stuff that you've never tried before. Just especially to rely when on it, it comes to like shelter, out there. yeah. Especially your shelter system and like your sleeping bag stuff like that. You know, check it all. Make sure you're happy with it. And like your shelter system for a start. You know, make sure if you do if you do get. A, I mean, by all means, get a tent. But I'm, this is just personal. My personal choice would be a basher, purely because it's more versatile. So. You know, if you if you have to set up in a field, you've got your basher poles, you can do a little basic, you know, your traditional A-frame tent. Pole at each end, guy lines out, peg out all four corners, that's job done. Chuck all your gear under there, nice and quick. You know, if you're in a wood block and you've got, um, if you're not using a hammock, even if you're still ground sleeping, ridge line between two trees, chuck the basher over, peg out all four corners, that's it, job done. You can set the ridge line a bit higher, peg out the two back ones, and then guy out the two other sides, so you've got like a pitch shelter like that, so there's your tree, you've got the nice pitch on it. If you've one side open, basically, you can have, you know, two or three guys under there, then, basically, potentially. Um, but it's, it's whatever you choose to get is entirely up to you. It, you know, you're not wrong for getting a t- tent if you're first starting out and you want to get a tent, a Euro hike or whatever it is you want to go, what road you want to go down, whatever tent you want to get. Um, uh, Sherwood makes a good point there. What sort of colour? I mean, if you're attending a Milsim, mate, I, I, I'm guessing they're going to want a sort of look, you know, so I'm guessing, like... You could probably get away with a black or a, perhaps a dark grey, maybe. But I'm sure they're going to be wanting to see sort of OD greens and camos and things like that. Just just more for the look, the aesthetics of the event, really, rather than turning up with like a hot pink with like fluorescent yellow stripes across it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just, if you can get one, a sort of no, OD I mean, green. That's not I mean. to say maybe you're. Uh, that's not to say that's not allowed. You know, <laughs> you know, you could well be allowed to use that. You know, but I'd, I'd sort of tend to stick to the, the duller colours if you can. Yeah. <laughs> So moving on to uh, so shelter, uh, sleep, um, I would probably go for like food next. Um, you want to make sure you've got some way of getting like a hot bit of hot grub, um, yeah. hot drinks. You know, that makes a massive difference. And to be fair with the Milsim, if we're talking Milsim essentials, you can have the little gas cooker or something like that, you know. But I mean, ultimately, there's still a little bit of... Um, I, I guess that's probably the simplest system that you can use. I mean, the little hexi burners and stuff like that. You know, that's, that's what I would go with. If you, if you, if you're starting out, I'd go solid fuel all day long. See, I'd, it, I'd probably opt for the gas because I think the gas is probably like the simpler system. But yeah, but it's the time of year as well, isn't it? 
because that can be very temperamental in the cold weather, can't it? The gas. Yeah, no, you're I, right. I, I you're found right, yeah. personally, and and it comes back to the reliability of it. I mean, it's it's the same thing with, with the whole tent basher thing, and it like jet boil or, or or a hexy stove. You know, once a jet boil runs out of gas, it's just a. Really oh yeah, I mean, I'm just talking like literally first first event. You know, oh, you thought, yeah. Nice and, I mean, nice and simple. I mean, then if it's your very first event, you want to be forking out ninety to hundred pounds on a jet boil. Ah, well, I didn't gonna... say jet boil. I said little uh, oh, little gas oh, system. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I mean, you can get you can get stove. little gas burner. I think you can get the, the gas cans. I think they're they're probably like ten quid, something like that. Mm. And mm. the gas cooker itself, you're probably talking maybe fifteen for a, a relatively cheap one. Um, mm. Which leads us next week. Next week's episode, by the way, we're going to be looking at the costs of meal sims as well. Um, sort of almost like how much does a meal sim actually cost? Uh, like what what do you sort of consider as a budget? Um, yeah. So we'll be talking more about that next week. Uh, but Trangia, I mean Trangia is the other. Rage just hit the nail on the head. I love them. I love it for my. I take it out of me all the time. My little Trangia over the over the field. I've got my little little cylinder sits on top of it. Boil up my little cup of coffee in the woods. And the old dog. The dog don't know one. It's just yeah. me. Dog has water. <laughs> He's bad enough without coffee. God, if I gave my dog coffee, I, I don't think I'd ever see him again. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon he'd run the hair off his back. Yeah. <laughs> There'd just be like a print of my dog like that, just hair. Oop, gone. Yeah. Yeah, about, um, wicked. I mean, obviously food as well, you know. It, it just Yeah, your basic ration. Again, I mean, like as well, if you, like I said, if you for your first event... You know, get a rat pack. Get get, get into yeah. it. You know, get if you're going for a weekend. You know, it's only a one nighter, but get two ration packs. When you're at home, if you've never done it before, get into one. Have a look at it. You know, make, you know, be comfortable with it. Try some of the foods and stuff like that. And because at the end of the day, if you go to an event where you cannot get any other food, and you've bought a ration pack because it's meal sim and it's army type stuff. Do you know what I mean? And you think this is fucking horrible. <laughs> and then you're fucked then because you've got no other food. So make sure you try some stuff beforehand. <coughs> the Millet's Mills, um, the uh, Wayfarer, Wayfinder, Wayfarer, yeah. the green and green and black packaging, chicken tikka and rice, awesome. Can't go wrong with it. Just three, to, just get six of them for two days. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner sorted. <laughs> I think. I mean, personally, I would say that if you, if you're going to go on a meal sim, if you like, if you're interested in meal sim, and that's it, right? Yeah, it's going to be because you're interested in the army in it like it's going to be you know we've, we've all got a little bit of a, a little bit of a soft spot for the whole you know military surplus shop and camouflage oh mate absolutely that, you know? i mean did i mean i don't know if you noticed it because obviously you and david but going back to longwall when we arrived in the morning because we was like probably three or four cars back from the main gate so we was first in there driving down to the site to get part up i mean there's only <coughs> a full section of marines training in the training ground that we have to drive through to get to it all like just just look fucking awesome. There's no other way to describe it. Oh my god, it was it was incredible to see. Do you know what I mean? It all formed all formed up all through the woodland. You see these through the mist. You see shadows, they camo, all fucking proper boony. They're all shaped and bergens on, and just I thought, fucking that's awesome. I didn't stare. I didn't dare say anything to him. I was just straight ahead, <laughs> just driving, just moving my eyes. Like oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. Just getting wanked. That's the thing in it. I mean, it's, it's that. It's that. You know, it's that respect and that kind of interest in it that I think people, that's part of the reason that people like meal sims. You know, it absolutely, has to be a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. I mean, I'm a kit. I'm a just. I'm just a. I'm a kit whore. Me, I'm just yeah. love the, the kit and and the the detail and things like that. I love getting right into that. I mean, I could just talk like Terry's ex army, and I could talk his ears off at every event talking about and and like the. Uh, the dual purpose things, the things that weren't intended to be used for this, but it actually works really well for that as well. Do you know what I mean? I love all those little, the little 
soldier sort of tricks of the trade and things like that, hearing stories. Yeah. I love that. It's brilliant. But to see that when we're driving, I was just like, oh, it's back at Longwall. There's the lads getting stuck in. And there's just like me driving past some more toy guns. I was like, all right, chaps. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> See, that's, so the, the point I was trying to make is that if you if you are new to it, I think just just grab yourself a rat pack. Obviously, try them in advance, as we said. But I think it's just that that little bit of experience, isn't it? You kind of get to... definitely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Try it, yeah, hundred percent. So, uh, so shelter, food, sleep. Uh, that's that's clearly my order. Um, yep. <laughs> Rave. Um, it's well, I, just I, I was... weather gear would be the other one. I would say, to be honest with you. I, I, um, I, I mean, I've got spare. Yeah, I mean, I had. Uh, I, 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 trying to toss up between waterproofs and sort of spare warm base layer depending on the time of year or, or whatnot do you know what i mean i mean I, i'd always have a gore-tex jacket in my bag regardless because it goes in the, right on the top of the bergen so i can just grab it if i need it blah 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 so i'd always have that but again it's it's, it's the time of year dependent so if we was basing it on this time of year i'd certainly say you know have a have a have a softy jacket or a corinthia or something like that in there uh, a, a wooby jacket or mike's teddy bear hoodie he's got there for his birthday Something like that. Some, some, just a wickedly nice, warm, dry layer that you can just get on and go. Oh, fuck, it's amazing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll definitely go down there. And a first aid kit. A first aid kit. Yep. Definitely have a first aid. Just a little personal one, just for you. You know, you don't get one that's for the fucking everybody. You don't need it. Just sort yourself out. You know what I mean? Just form up your med tent. The very basics. I mean, if you feel, you like your first event, all the marshals there, you're going to have a couple or two or three that are going to be first day trained. They're going to have a proper medic kit on site. You know what I mean? For anything worse, you know, you always go to the hospital anyhow. But, you know, it's, you, you cut your finger out in the field. You're not going to stop going, marshal, help me. You will deal that yourself. Do you know what I mean? Give it a clean. Yeah. Band, plaster, blah, 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 crack on. So things like that, you know, little bits and bobs, you know, paracetamol, ibuprofen, you know what I mean? You know, antihistamines, all that stuff. Stuff that you need for you. That's what you need to think about. Yeah. But yeah, definitely Nick, have a first aid kit in there. Grabbed my, uh, um, Nick nicked my last point. It's going to uh, with footwear. I think footwear is obviously important as well. So I mean, I would say if you're going to be playing a lot of skirmishes anyway, you've probably got fairly decent boots. Um, That's because... always been the way in it. Footwear, yeah. eye pro. Don't scrimp on either of them two. Yeah. Good eye pro, good footwear. Absolutely. So, I would say those are probably like the basics. I mean, on top of that, in terms of extras, what we're going to try to do now is like a little game. So uh, in terms of like the luxury extras, uh, Lance and I are going to take three items each from a, like a draft. So we can't we can't take each other's items. And then what we'll do is we'll have a little poll. Um, I think we can do polls on Spotify. Um, so if anyone wants to vote as to which of the three items they would rather have, just yep. whack a little poll, and then we can have a little bit of fun with it, basically. So mm. go on then, Lance. What's your first item that you'd like that you that your little luxury item that you take with you? Ooh, for me, a power bank. Yeah. Better than power bank. Obviously for phone, vape, uh charging radios if I needed to, and just having that and, and of course now and again someone else might need it for whatever my phone's about to die, I need to take a call, blah blah blah, you know, that's there. So yeah, power bank for me, a good one, good solid one. So I've got here or is it downstairs? It's downstairs, ready for the weekend on charge. <laughs> Go on in, mate. See, I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take like tea and coffee. I'm gonna like like what that kind of like warm drink. That's what, that's what I'm gonna have. That's my little luxury. So like okay. tea, tea, coffee, and hot chocolate. Like those. That's little kind of thing. Because you don't have to have those necessarily. But I think <clears> that's no, all. Makes you a can just go with water. But um, exactly. yeah, hot bevy, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I would say is like the little luxury. It's just getting your sleeping nuggets. bags all nice and toasty. Yes. <laughs> Get your sleeping bags all nice and toasty, and you can just have a little drink. It's lovely. Very nice yeah. too. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, luxury item for me. Oh, mate, poo chair. 
<laughs> yes, you love your chair. <laughs> Evening, Mr. Brewer. Brewer joins just right. as I bring out the poo chair. <laughs> <laughs> Terry's coffee bags, mate. Yes, them. I must get their Sainsbury's. They are awesome. Coffee, fresh ground coffee in a tea bag. Oh, oh okay. Oh, do you know what the brand is? Uh, I've got them here somewhere. Terry gave me a couple, but Terry's the man. He's got them. Perfect timing ever, as ever, yes. Holy water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the poo chair, the fold-out chair. Um, uh, yeah, that's coming with me. If I can, if I can. If you, It depends if we've got to go ultra, sort of low profile and, you know, take the minimal kit. But yeah, if I can, if I can afford to. It's coming this weekend to October, then that's because we can, we can afford to take many, many luxury items to an October event because it stops late afternoon. For the next day, so which is yeah, cool. yeah. Fair dues. Uh, oh, I genuinely am struggling now. I pretty much just picked one thing. Um, I'm gonna go with oh, no, this is hard now. Well, I've got another one, which is um, no, which you, was, can't uh... take, you can't take it yet because I've got my pick. I don't want to take uh, I'm gonna take my whoopee. So, well, yeah, again, that's most... what that goes about saying so that's not a luxury item for you, though. That's the oh, staple, crud. okay. Because um, that, that... <laughs> oh, see, right, the little um, the little self-heating packs, you know the ones that you shake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some of them for this weekend because I can see it getting a bit chilly. Yeah, so yeah, they, they yeah, you know, it's that little luxury. You know, again, you just whack them out, shake them up. Swish. I didn't want to say it. I wasn't going to say it. I was going to say it, and then I thought no, because rage is there. I'm going to say it. <laughs> no, see, I, I don't, I don't need that. You know, but the uh, I, I can you go must need. You've been peddling, you've no, been peddling it for over a year. Can't I rage? Well, this was Rage's um, argument. <laughs> yeah, but I like Swish and I, I, I use Swish, but I also <laughs> do have a toothbrush that I take with me. Um, but yeah, no, so I'm, I'm going to go with the little self heating packs because I think, you know, it gets cold, you, you know, shake them up. That's potentially you've got eight hours of heat that you get out of one of those. Um, they're good at night in your sleeping bag, they're good in your pockets when you're walking around. Job done. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, another one for me, which is courtesy of your brother. Uh, put me onto the idea of wanting one, and then my mate Dan got me one for my birthday. It was the old Aeropress, the old portable oh, yeah. fresh ground coffee. Oh, maker. hang on, oh, you're taking mate. coffee though. No, 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 no. I said the Aeropress, well, the actual item. Aeropress coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you take shit instant coffee. I'm on about so fresh. So what you've got? I'm, I'm on about there, beans. What you've what you've just drafted is basically an empty vessel that can make coffee, but you can't have the coffee because I think the coffee. No, the fresh coffee. No, you you're you're talking about shit packet. Little coffees like my three and ones, which I love. My three and ones, they'd have to come with me. New York <laughs> coffee house, three and ones, pound shop, quid for 12. Awesome, yeah. Oh, yes, 100%. Ah, okay. uh, last luxury item, I'd say a box. I'm gonna take a box. So, if <laughs> I like, if, obviously, this is this is more again, that's fucking really odd. Yeah, so the reason Completely being, not the though, answer I was expecting. <laughs> no, so I'm going to go in the box. And the reason being is that it's always nice when you go to like some of the events where you can literally rock up and you've got everything in a little crate. You know what I mean? Like if you can kind of, you've got everything there in, in, a, yeah. in a container. Whereas like with the Bergens and stuff like that, it's good. But I always feel just like the, box. the, the crates. <laughs> yeah, just a box. Just a box. Any box. I'm going to lose this draft. This was a complete pointless game. Yeah. And it, the thing that makes, do you know what the thing that makes me laugh is that no, it was your idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've had a shit week and I haven't thought about it. I don't know just, what I'm just, talking just, about. Just so I've apparently drafted, what did I draft? I've drafted um, heat sachets, uh, a box, a box, a and box. coffee. 
Well, good luck with that. Well, I've got a power. I've got a power bank of poo chair, and an aero press. Yeah, you think? Well, you've got an empty aero press though. So, I've got uh... an empty aero press. Yeah, still a vessel. Still <laughs> over to put water in it. I'd like yeah. to add. Clearly not as much cool. as in your box, but well, that game went really well, and uh, <laughs> we will put that on the um, on the old socials, and people can That'd vote as all... to which they'd like. Would you like an empty air presser or an empty box? Exactly. Yeah, your choice. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that game will have to go on the list of to never fucking do that game again. Yeah, well, maybe we can, <laughs> but we'll just we'll do it a, a different a different thing. We'll, we'll thought yeah. about it a little bit more. It was just an idea, and it clearly went really well. So uh... <laughs> obviously, of course, it went well. <laughs> oh, you know what we could do? We could do a we could do a Milsim food draft. That would work quite well. Mm. Maybe maybe we'll play around with that as a concept. So, anywho, right in one <laughs> that worked really well. So, um, yeah, uh, next week uh, we are going to be talking about Milsim on a budget. How to get the most from your first event uh, economically? Let's put it that way. So, uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're well, look yeah, at not, of... and and looking at deals as well. Yep, so we're going to be all browsing the internet together, see where you can find cheap stuff. Um, yeah, and it will just be the opportunity that, you know, people... Because people always say, oh, you know, I can't really get into Milsim because it costs a lot. Well, let's actually have a look into that and, and kind of burrow down into what we think is kind of the, the minimum amount. And, uh, yeah, get down to the bare bones of it and say... Yeah. And then, obviously, that leads on from tonight. Obviously, you've got your, your minimal amount of kit. So, I mean, we can sort of cover loosely next week regarding you know what you take with you um and sort of how much is that that's going to cost to keep you safe on out on the ground for let's say for your standard sort of <clears throat> arriving friday night starting saturday morning sort of event mike or just like mm -hmm. doing the saturday night yeah, into we'll the do, sunday we'll design it so, as a 48 yeah. hour yeah exactly that so you know yeah i'm looking forward to that that's gonna be fun i like that yeah. i love the kit side i love talking about the kit i love, I love the kit it's yeah. all about the kit about the kit and the mindset. Uh, the kit and the mindset. And if you haven't got the right mindset, you're not going to get the right kit. And if you haven't got the right no. kit, you're never going to have the right mindset. No, unless you've got a box, in which case you've got an excellent mindset. <laughs> unless you've got a box of poo chair and an empty aeropress <laughs> and, and, and a power bank, then you are fucking golden. <laughs> um, next week's also going to be on Thursday. Um, we've, we've unfortunately had to slightly move the episode due to some uh, clashing of events. Um, yes. So it'll be Thursday next week at 8pm. Uh, I will put some stuff out on the socials to remind people. Uh, for our regular live listeners, who uh, we always rely on. Um, Which we do. Yeah, the only other thing, um, we were going to do a little section on reviews um, for people leaving on our Facebook page and the like, uh, but we haven't had any. So if anyone would like to leave a review... <laughs> Make it good. Make it a five-star yeah. review and we'll read it out on the show. Yeah, we go. we've had three I'm expect reviews, I'm expecting but... Les ain't done one yet. No. I'm quite upset about that, actually, to be fair. No. So the uh, I, I I did promise I would never sell YouTube again. So uh, the reviews, if we get five reviews, um, then it gives us an a, a opinion or a recommendation. And I don't really know. I don't really understand Facebook that much. But that apparently, if we get five, that's good. And we've got three. So we just need two more reviews, please. Um, so if anyone wants to jump on there and leave us a positive review, we will read it out. So by all means, make it funny. Um, and we'll see how we go. And if we get a review next week, let's do a chance. So Mike, are you happy to read the first review out? Next yes. Week. So uh, if we get a review for next week, Mike will read it out in the style of a well, I did, I did an angered an angered French waiter. <laughs> I'm gonna have to make a note of that. Angered French waiter. <laughs> so, angry French waiter. Mike is gonna read the review your review next week, uh, but it's got to be five stars. It's got to be very very nice and kind and lovely. 
Right, so I'm going to spend this week learning how to speak like a French waiter, and then mm-hmm. and then work out how to be angry. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> ah, there we go. Yeah. Harry's uh, he's apparently window shopped the essentials online and looking at about three hundred pounds. So looking forward to next week. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Let's use that as a little. Let's use that as a little challenge. Lance and I. Uh, well, I'll come up with this, Lance, and send it over to you as to what we're going to cost up based on our essentials. Okay. Um, and then so, we'll <clears> see <throat> if we can beat that three hundred each. Right. How's okay. That? Just want to quickly clarify then, whilst we're once we're live. So this is excluding your battle loadout. So you've got yeah. all the things you'd need to once you're out on the ground. This is purely shelter, sleeping, food, eating, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. We we'll work on yeah. the basis that you 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 go to skirmishes fairly regularly. You've got all the kit to to skirmish. I don't know why that was quotation marks. You've got all the kit to skirmish. International and... sign language. The skirmish. <laughs> um, it's just that that. <laughs> what what gives you what's the cost of jumping in from skirmishing into Milson? There we go. Not hand signals, mate. I like it. For well, it's those of you, our uh, are shit. so we've got, you we've got to, on to the signals. to the audio of this show. Mike's currently <laughs> judo chopping the screen. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, you had to leave at nine, so we're going to call it a day. Oh, right. So blame it on me. <sighs> Oh, I know. Wrong with I, that. I, I, you, you I know. Have to get on. Some of us, you know, work in the evenings, so that's, that's fair enough. Well, thanks everyone for watching. <laughs> um, feel free. It's in the making, big boy. I don't know why I clicked that one. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, <all> right. <laughs> Private message. Whoops. Yeah, so. Slip of the finger. Uh, she said. <laughs> on that note, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, if anyone wants to get in touch, then feel free to do so, and you can get in touch with us at November Fox. Uh, November. Gmail at hotmail.com. Uh, nofo chat at hotmail.com instagram is at november foxtrot underscore nofo uh facebook is november foxtrot nofo and youtube is www.youtube.com forward slash c forward slash november foxtrot uh, nice. and i will do that next week better so there we go cool also dimitri's my budget for milsim is 150 and it's enough oh is that your budget is what you're going to be spending or is that what you spent oh i'm gonna try and do that Oh, that's gonna be a tough one, but I reckon, I reckon, yeah, I reckon, well, yeah. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's. I'm gonna aim at 300 to start with, as in. I'm gonna say no. Thing. It's got. It can't be any more than 300. Yeah, it can't be any more than 300. That's yeah. that's the absolute cutoff. So that's that's our worst case spending, and mm. then we'll see what we can get. See, that's like Premier Inn oh, for two nights. Dimitri says spent. So. Oh, you spent one fit. What? Cool, mate. I like that. I like that. Have to send yeah. me a little list over, Dimitri. I think, mate. PM me a little list. I love a list. Love a kit list. That's it. You've got to do a kit list. Must do a list. Yes. Actually, list. our kit list, the November Foxtrot kit list, will also be up uh, and available uh, this weekend as well. So, if anybody yes, yes. wants to use that to download that, then feel free to do so. Um, we'll talk about that next week as well. But yeah. Lovely stuff. Lovely cool. Stuff, right, yeah. Mike's going to see you at the weekend, Lance. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm going to be down on Friday, out, mate. So. I'm up to this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'll see you on uh, Friday late afternoon. Are you getting there Friday evening, Mike, or are you getting there on Saturday morning? I'm going to be there Friday, setting up a couple of beers. Marcus, uh, Mark Hurtles is getting the meat from the meat man. Woo! Ribs. And and then pork chop steaks that you like, Mike, but you won't be there, so you can't have any. I know. I really want to go. <laughs> and, I'm a, and you can tell your brother, I'm making a lovely salad as well. Well, that was be you living up to your nickname, wouldn't it? <laughs> can't you tell? This is a man that eats salad. Look at him. Paulus <laughs> Wales says use your Hilton reward points and then you don't need sleeping bags etc hashtag always that's what I was going to say yeah oh, 300 quid it's like that's two nights and then Premier in easy isn't it <laughs> and you get breakfast brilliant well, right 
Mike's getting there on Friday night, just so you know. Sweet. Cool. Right. We'll see you all next week. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.